Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran. I'm the leading tax sell expert. I am the author of the Tax Sell Playbook, founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I'm your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this is a completely free podcast and is brought to you through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. If you are looking to learn more about investing in tax-defaulted real estate, just head on over to TaxSellAcademy.com again. That's TaxSellAcademy.com. Today, I want to discuss buying homes at tax sell auctions. In this episode, we'll touch on both basic and more advanced training information. And something else to note is that while we are primarily discussing houses because they are simply more prevalent in tax sell auctions, this episode could certainly also apply to nearly any real estate that has a structure on it. We are mainly focusing on those structures. All right, before we discuss tax sell homes, let's first review the tax foreclosure process to get everybody kind of up to speed. The tax foreclosure process will always begin when a property owner fails to pay their property taxes timely. These taxes will pay for a number of services and amenities that every single citizen uses on a daily basis. So when those taxes don't get paid, the county is forced to take some sort of action. There are two primary courses of action that they can take, the tax lien process and the tax deed process. Now I have quite a few videos about this, so without going into too much detail, the tax lien process can conclude with the tax lien investor becoming the owner of the house. The tax deed process can conclude with the investor buying that house at a tax sale. So long story short, you have taxes that go unpaid, which results with an investor buying a house. All right, so they have a house that is tax foreclosed. So let's go back to buying those tax sale houses now. Now, I've invested in quite a bit of vacant land throughout my career, but I've also invested in many, many homes, and some of the largest percentage-based returns of my investments throughout the course of my career came from the structures. I've made a lot of money off of single-family homes and other structures as well. With that said, buying a home at a tax sale auction is an experience like nothing else. I've been able to purchase homes for as little as $20. I actually have a number of YouTube videos about this. Now, that is an absolute rarity, right? You nor I will likely ever be able to purchase a house that cheap again. But it does and it could happen. I've also seen some extremely interesting things involving houses at tax sales. So let's go through a few major things to take into consideration. So let's talk about inventory first. I will never push anyone towards houses or towards land, even when they ask me what is best for them, unless I have all the pieces to the puzzle, because I can't answer this honestly. And the reason for this is that I don't know what kind of inventory is available in the area that they are investing in. I've invested in some areas where they have never, ever sold a house through the tax foreclosure sale. I've also invested in other more urban areas where every single property 
dozens, if not hundreds, were houses, and there were very, very few vacant properties. The point is that you should not get your heart set on buying homes because they might not be available. Find out what's available in your area and then figure out what you should invest in. I don't want you so committed to buying the only home that comes up at your tax sale auction only to overpay for it or overlook some of the potentially serious issues. The type of inventory in the area which you're investing in is going to dictate the property type that you're able to invest in. So keep that in mind. Now, when it comes to buying really any type of tax faulted real estate, but especially structures, one thing I tell all investors is to keep in mind the reason it is there. Keep in mind the reason it is available at the tax foreclosure sale. It isn't here for the same reasons that people sell properties on the open market, you know, because they want to upgrade or downsize or they have a job relocation, that kind of thing. These properties, these tax defaulted properties are here because the taxes have not been paid on them. And for a good chunk of these properties, the taxes were not paid on purpose. Think about that. The owner of the property decided that the property was not worth enough to him or her that they did not pay the taxes. Now, that's not all of the properties available at a tax sale auction, but it's certainly a possibility. They might have decided to not pay the taxes because the structure is collapsing, because it's sitting on a sinkhole, because it's got toxic mold, or it's filled with water, or a number of other property-related issues. Then again, it's just as likely that the tax bill didn't get paid for a number of reasons not related to that property, like death, divorce, abandonment, that kind of thing. So use this question as a way to double and triple check that your research is thorough. Ask yourself, why is this property here? Seek out the reason for that property being at the tax sale. Sometimes it's property related, a lot of times it's not, but see if you can figure out that reason. On that same token, is the condition of your property is completely unknown. With very, very few rare exceptions, you will not be able to inspect the inside of a tax sale house. In fact, in 99% of the cases, if you attempt to inspect the property by walking onto that property, you are trespassing. Or worse, if that property is occupied by an angry homeowner who sees a stranger snooping, things could turn out real, real bad. So we don't know what the interior condition of that property is. And we can only make assumptions about the exterior condition from the street side. I've seen houses before that were hoarder homes. Others were filled with water and mold. Others had been burned out, some missing walls, some missing their entire roofs. There are plenty of issues that could go wrong. There are plenty of situations you could find yourself in after you open the door to that tax sale house. So here's a question that I pose. If the homeowner could not afford or did not want to pay the property taxes on that house, then do you really think that that property has been repaired or maintained even in the slightest bit? 
The answer, of course, is no. It has not been repaired and it has not been maintained. And that's going to be on you. All that deferred maintenance, all those deferred repairs, that is now your responsibility as a tax sale investor. So do your best with judging the condition. Now, I've got a few trainings on the clues that you can look for, but at the end of the day, you should almost always assume that the property is going to be in poor, poor condition. Now, with that assumption, we must always ensure that we have sufficient margin and that our exit strategy is dialed in pre-purchase. When you can't see the inside of a house, there is plenty that can go wrong. It's like buying an old car without first checking to see if there's an engine inside it. Sure, it might look good from the outside, but the inside is where you're going to be dropping quite a bit of money if needed. So buying a tax hall house is not like the shows you see on TV. You know, where they say, okay, we'll need $4,000 for the kitchen cabinets, $3,000 for this bathroom, $1,500 to paint this area, or whatever it might be. With a tax sell house, you have to assume the worst. So instead of just maybe kitchen cabinets, assume that you're going to need an entirely new kitchen. Instead of just a bathroom remodel, assume you'll also need new plumbing. Instead of just a little bit of paint on the walls, assume you are going to need new walls. I get it. It's a little bit extreme, but you don't know what you can't see. So make sure you have plenty of margin built into your acquisition price. The next one is something that concerns many investors, and that is properties that are occupied. So let's say that you've purchased a tax sale house at an auction. You're all excited, right? You're the proud owner of this house, but then you realize it's lived in by somebody you don't know and they are not paying you a single dime as of right now. And they probably hate your guts, right? At least that's what you think. So let's discuss this logically now based on what truly takes place. First off, think about it this way. If somebody is living in that house, you know that at the very least, it's in a livable condition. And that's a big, big deal for a tax sale house. From there, you also have a few different options. You could try to lease the property to the occupants, or you could ask them to leave. I've had tremendous success with a cash-for-keys arrangement, and it gets them to leave peacefully. And get this, if you are polite and you ask them to leave and promise them a few hundred bucks, they will do it most of the time. They'll do it peacefully without destroying anything, and they'll do it in a timely manner. I've had occupants before on their way out, after they move out, give me tours of the property. They've told me what does and does not work. They've told me what needs repairs. They've given me keys, garage door openers, and even have left the property broom swept and vacuumed for me before. These are people that I purchased their home at a tax sale auction. All I did is ask them to leave and provide them with some cash to help them get started at their next place. It's a tremendous way to help yourself as a tax sale investor, and also it serves to help the former occupants of that house. Now, obviously, things could go bad and you might have to evict somebody, but an occupied house is definitely not always gonna be a bad thing. All right, let's talk about the last point I wanna to make today. I wanna to discuss maintenance issues. I've spoken about it before, but I had a vacant lot one time. Just a simple vacant lot. And I was cited for a weed 
ordinance violation. Yes, that means my grass was too tall. I had another vacant lot where I was cited for a sidewalk obstruction ordinance violation because I did not clear off the snow from my sidewalk fast enough for that city code enforcement officer. Different areas have different laws and maintenance requirements. And when it comes to homes, these requirements are really stepped up quite a bit. And again, they are requirements. They're not recommendations. If you break them, you're going to be cited, which could then turn into criminal citations, fines, jail time, and all sorts of other fun stuff in certain areas. Unsafe structures is a fairly vague term that I've seen used in many parts of the country. And a few triggers could be unstable walls, broken windows, unsecured doors, rotten decks, or anything else that would catch a code enforcement officer's eyes from the road. They'll write you a ticket for an unsafe structure and they'll melt you, no matter if you live locally or you're many states away. And then it becomes a huge issue for you if you don't take care of it right away. So make sure that your property is maintained to county and city code for the duration of your ownership. Buying a house at a tax sale auction is an absolutely incredible way to get a substantial discount when you do it correctly. As I mentioned earlier, I've purchased countless homes through tax sale auctions at extremely discounted prices. I've also watched many of my members purchase houses as well. I just got an email from a member who purchased a property for $12,000. She was renting that property out for $1,100 per month to the occupant who was a tenant of the previous owner. That tenant was paying that previous owner who did not want to pay the taxes. They let the house go back. My student bought that house for $12,000 and now she's renting it out for $1,100 per month. Stories like this are plentiful across the United States, but it's crucial that you take everything that we discussed today into consideration so you are well informed and you're well prepared for your purchase. Listen, I truly hope that today's podcast episode has helped you with your quest for tax sale success. If so, please take just a second out of your day to leave us a positive rating on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on right now. It really makes quite a difference to us, and we are so very thankful for the ones who have taken the time to do so already. And if we can help in any way, there are a number of links in today's show notes, including one to our primary training academy at TaxCellAcademy.com. Take care, and we'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. See ya.